You too, man. What's going on, Clutch Talk community, Clutch Talk family? Today was one of the craziest day ever. And honestly, I was all over the place, man. Ask John Bromo here calling him like 15 times. This got traded. This got traded. But I'm trying to be at work. I was late. It was just a stressful day, man. I'm happy I'm back. And in today's video, though, we are going to do something that no one on YouTube has done right now, at least. Because I was checking people's videos and stuff. They want to do winners and losers. But we're going to do something different. We're going to stand out. So me and John was talking. It was like, we're going to talk about every single trade that happened today, February 9th. The trade deadline ended at 3 p.m. So 12 o'clock over there with John and 3 p.m. over here, I believe. Correct? Yes, that is correct. Right. So. There's certain trades we're going to probably go more in details. Some trades we're just going to be like, yay or nay, and just kind of keep it pushing because there's a lot of trades that did happen today. But there's also a lot of superstars that were on the move that me and John do have to talk about. And I appreciate all the new subs that have came in. I've been seeing the channel growing like crazy. And we and we appreciate that. Like I said, put on the notifications on because there's so much content that's going to be coming out with the buyout market, with the trades, All-Star Weekend. And then we're going to be heading into the playoffs. And we all know how that's going to get real, real lit. So you ready, John? I'm ready, my boy. I'm ready to get into this. Uh, just like how you said, man, I just want to give a quick shout out to the family, man, because we've been growing. We've been growing like crazy as of late. The past couple of days, man, just had crazy growth. So shout out to you guys at home. Like how my boy T said, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Turn on that bell because, yo, you see we, you see we dropping daily. <laughs> when I say we drop daily, you see what I'm talking about, man. But. That's neither here or there. Uh, my boy T, today was an active day. You started off the pod amazing. You said you felt overwhelmed. Man, I felt overwhelmed too at some point. I'm like, it's too much going on. I can't even keep up with it. We had 14 official moves happen today, just today. Again, this is we're only covering February 9th. So for everybody out there, uh, don't be like, oh, what's up with the KD trade, the Kyrie? You know what I'm saying? So only February 9th. Uh, just want to make that clear before we go to get into it. Uh, but let's go ahead and then, uh, jump straight into it. Do you want to start with the one that happened closest to 3 p.m. or do you want to start with the first move that happened from the day? Man, just start off with anything, John. Let's just right. get straight to it. All right, let's get straight to it. Uh, Chris Haynes, he reported that Damon Lillard is off the tables. That means he's not going to be traded. This was the first thing that happened today on February 9th. This was at 11.31 a.m. Don't really got much to say here. Dame, we made literally made a video of where Dame should go. Everybody knows he should be gone. Uh, but typical Dame screwing his career over. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> not really, we don't really gotta say too much. He's gonna he's gonna stay loyal to the bone. That is what it is. Got you, got you. Next next transaction that we had here today was between the Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Celtics received Mike Muscala, and the Thunder received Justin Jackson and two future first uh, two two future second round picks. Any thoughts? Honestly, John. Before a lot of trades started happening, I honestly thought this was like one of the most underrated moves that no one is talking about because the Boston Celtics are a contender team that don't need much, but they just kind of need a couple of like one or two pieces that can just help their roster, bolster their roster out even more. And Mike Muscala and Oklahoma City Thunder was shooting close to 40% from the three-point line. He's a stretch big, stretch four. You know what I'm saying? So I honestly love this move. He's 6'11", and honestly, think he's going to fit perfect with the system. So congratulations for the Celtics for hardly doing nothing, literally nothing, because I heard OKC is going to be releasing Justin Jackson. He's not even going to be part of the rotation or anything. So Danny, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam Presti. That's probably one of the interesting moves you have done because you did a lot of good moves, but that move is very questionable. But, hey, 
Hey, man, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. I definitely like the move of Mike Muscala, 10-year vet, can shoot from the three-point line, 6'10 big. Any team would take that. Any title contending team would take that. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick it to the next move here. And that was between the but the Bucks, the Nets, and the Pacers. So the Bucks received Jay Crowder. Finally, they freed they freed 99, <laughs> let my boy out. The Nets received five second round picks. And then the Pacers received Sergi Baca, Jordan Aurora, and two second round picks. Uh, honestly, the first thing thought, thought that I had with this was Jay Crowder to the Bucks. That's that's the great pickup. You know, uh, he's one of those players that if your team is right 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 on the edge of whether you're going to win a championship or a championship contender, adding a player like Jay Crowder, adding a role player who will do the little things, who will ignite the defense, who will dive into loose balls, is a great player to add. Great, great add. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I see a lot of teams trading for superstar players, example, like uh, the Phoenix Suns, but the Milwaukee Bucks already have their superstar players in Giannis, in Chris Middleton. Well, he's a when, he's, when he was healthy, he was a star in this league, right? Drew Holiday's technically an all-star. So they already have their players, and all what you really got to do to make a championship team to complete it is add role players. And so when Bobby Portis comes back from injury, that's going to be a huge kind of a huge addition once again. Now you're adding 99, which is known as one of those players that he's the three and D. He brings that energy, nice grit. Like he, he's one of those players that I honestly think he is fake tough, believe it or not. I really do. But in the NBA, you kind of could get away with that because what, what's, what's going to happen? They're going to beat you up there. They're not. You know what I'm saying? And that energy kind of like helps the crowd start going crazy, helps the Milwaukee Bucks momentum start going. So I definitely love it. Five second round picks, though, is absolutely crazy. If you notice something, John, a lot in this trade deadline, second round picks were worth first round picks. Like a lot of them. Absolutely. A lot of them. It's like if you have a bunch of second round picks, flip them for a superstar and some are a star. You're going to be getting a star or something out of it. So um, going to the other teams, um, what was it? Jordan Award to the Pacers and stuff like that? Uh, yep. It was J Jordan Award to the Pacers, Sergi Baca to the Pacers, and two second round picks to the Pacers. Well, for I'm gonna talk about it just briefly. I like this. I like. I like the potential that Jordan Nowara has. He just what they rather have Crowder. You know, he's he's a veteran, been in the finals, has the experience and stuff like that. Jordan Nowara, I feel like he could have fit perfect with the Pacers culture because they're young and still trying to rebuild. They get some draft capital. Sergi Bach is probably gonna get bought and out, and that's it. Yeah, man. I, I'm 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 right there with you for that. No. No real big, um, big splashes right there. But let's, so let's go ahead and get to the next one. This is between my Lakers and the uh, Nuggets. And that the Lakers sent Thomas Bryant to uh, the Nuggets. And the Lakers received uh, Davion Reed, uh, 2025 second round pick, 2026 second round pick, and 2029 second round pick. Uh, I'll go ahead and sound off on this. I, I was a little bit upset to see Thomas Bryant go because uh, I personally was loving him on the Lakers. Um, that time where AD, AD was out because, you know, <laughs> That's what AD do. He he he's great, but then he you know definitely misses sometimes. Uh, Thomas Bryant stepped up huge. Of course, you can't fill a hole like AD with a player like Thomas Bryant, but he did everything he could. Man, for a good stretch, was averaging about a double double, getting to it. You know, you as a Russ guy, you know Russ was setting him up constantly. Uh, he stepped up from. If you can get a bench player that can have the next man attitude and say, "Yo, when the guy who's starting in front of me when he goes down, now I get my opportunity to play and he can actually shine." Man, you love to have those players. So. A little bit upsetting to see that go. I'm uh, confused as to what the Nuggets are going to do with him. I hear that they're they're looking to waive him or he's looking to get traded. And then uh, Lakers two second round, uh, three second round picks. Davion Reed, I'll take it. Yeah. So to be honest with you, I like this move, and the reason why I like the move is because 
there was a lot of reports coming out that Thomas Bryant was unhappy with his playing time ever since Anthony Davis did come back. And so Thomas Bryant, I was just talking to my boss about this, and I'm like, Thomas Bryant is chasing money. He's on one-year deals every single time. So he's not really comfortable and has to take care of his family at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And so he wants more minutes to prove to other NBA teams that he's worth getting paid. And I feel like that stretch with Anthony Davis being out, he showed that. I honestly really think he showed that. But with AD to come back, Darvin Ham to me is not really a great head coach in some sense. Because honestly, John, you're a Lakers fan. You should you watch the games. There should be lineups where Thomas Bryant AD should be in. I think that's a dominant lineup. It's not like they can stretch the floor. It's not like they can't. They can. They can both shoot. They can both dominate in the paint. So I was very confused of why he didn't do it. But it is what it is. And the three second round picks, I like to say this. They got all their second round picks back from trading the, to the Wizards for Rui. So, hey man, I mean, in in a way, you just you just you did the trade, got yep. Rui, and got all your got all your picks back. So, um, definitely as a Lakers fan, happy to see Rob and Jeannie finally doing some. We're not gonna spend too much time on that. Let's keep it pushing, my boy, and let's get to the next one. Another th- another three team trade that is between the Blazers, the Sixers, and the Hornets. Uh, the Blazers receive Matisse Thybulle. The Sixers receive Jalen McDaniels. Uh, 2024 second round pick that's coming from the Knicks. The 2029 second round pick is coming from the Blazers, and then the Hornets receive, I believe it's it's, it's Sky McCauley. M- M- I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He's the white boy who was on the Lakers. Yeah, uh, Skiva McCauley, M- something like that. I can't pronounce it. And then, but he's he's a nobody. And then and then a 2023 second second round pick coming from the 76ers. Uh, not much on this one, my boy. What are you thinking? Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, believe it or not, I'm not going to say too, too much on this, but the 76ers got Jalen McDaniels. And to be honest with you, the fact that they got that from Matisse Thibel is kind of incredible. I'm not going to lie to you. Matisse, uh, Jalen McDaniels is on the Charlotte Hornets, so any player on that team, their stats are always going to be somewhat better because they're just so bad. But he is averaging about 10.8 points a game and is another big body. So hopefully Dockerbiz does know how to use them and they finally get rid of Thibel. And also, I do want to say this, they don't really need much you always need wing depth, but they traded him away because who's over there that they really have to slow down besides the Boston Celtics and like the Bucks? Like Kevin Durant's not in there no more. You don't got to stop him and stuff like that. So Jalen McDaniels is a perfect fit, to be honest with you. And then for the other teams, I, I don't know what Charlotte's doing, and that's all I'm gonna say. Charlotte, Charlotte's a mess. Sam, what's the deal, Sam? Sam, <laughs> he don't even Sam? post no more. Sam, don't post no more because he can't. He's like, he's like, what am I post about? Another loss? Then nothing. They suck. Hey, real quick, before we get off Matisse, I do want to say I've, I've seen a report come out earlier saying that there was, he was the deal was 95% done for him to go to Dallas, and it didn't yep. go through. Boy, it, I, I know they got Kyrie. I know that's great, but we all know how much their defense is, has, has been struggling. It's going to continue to struggle, especially losing a player like Dorian Finney-Smith. And you could have added a great, def- a great defender in Matisse Thibel, and you don't get that done. Mm, does not look good for you. Does not look good for them. But all right, my boy, um, let's go ahead and keep it uh, pushing. This, this is another one. The Pacers brought back George Hill. Um, you know, it's his first NBA team. Not a big, not, not a big deal on this one. You got anything to say? No. Bought up. Yeah. He's going to get bought out. That's it. Okay. Um, another, an, another report. Westbrook's got some uh, interest in joining Clippers or Heat. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. I know you're a big Westbrook. Yeah, guy. I'm gonna talk about it just a little, just a little bit. Um, I don't see Russ going to the Clippers just in the sense they just picked up Eric Gordon, they just picked up Bones Highland or Sean Highland, and unless Highland's gonna play the two, 
who like our unless he's gonna be a starter, you know. I don't I don't know where they does Russ fit? I don't know. It depends if he's it depends if he's in the starting lineup now or is he on the bench? I, we don't know. Miami, I think it makes perfect sense. Kyle Lari's trash, injured, injury prone, and they just I think it'll it'll be good. But their their half court offense will be atrocious. But yeah, I mean, uh, as far as far as the like the the Clippers point, if Russ was tripping about playing time, and I, I know I don't know if you've seen some some recent reports that him and Darvin Ham got into a little bit. Um, if Russ is tripping at all about playing time and fit, the Clippers is the worst place for him to go. That is not a fit for his his situation right now. Um, and and that team, the Heat though, like how you mentioned, I think that's perfect uh, match made in heaven. He will. Uh, I, I know you talk about Jimmy all the time. Jimmy sometimes, you know, won't try or will try. I think Russ is gonna put that dog in him. Was like, nigga, I need you to try every you day, try. <laughs> every uh-huh. day, every second, because I'm going crazy. So you know what I'm saying. I think that'll be great for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to make this video too 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 long, but I think those reports, if you notice, John, and I know you're not a Russ fan, all those reports are making Russell Westbrook look like a bad person. Let's be honest with you. A lot of the reports, to, even if you don't like Russ. Down. Yeah, even if you don't like Russ, I've seen every single report about him calling him a vampire on TV. Come on, man. That's wild. But wow. see, see, look, I, I, this is the last thing I'm going to say about that. I hate when people in the media, like, bash on the person. Yo, we talking about the sport. Leave yeah. with the person out of it. Don't, don't, don't come for him for that, man. But, NBA, right. fine. The talent, do what you got to do. Don't leave the family out of that person. Man. All right, next deal, my boy, uh, between the Clippers and the Nuggets. You just talked about it. The Clippers received Bones Highland. The Nuggets received two second-round picks. Hey, hold on, bro. The Nuggets are tripping. The Nuggets are tripping. Bones Highland is way better than two second-round picks. Look, bro, a second-round pick, you got to have great scouting like the Warriors, or you got to just find a diamond in the rough, man. Like, why, why are you giving up a player like Bones Highland, who is a huge microwave coming off the bench for them? He heats it up. When, 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 when they don't got nothing going, he's the guy that, that, that gets something going for them, man. So I think, I think that was a very dumb trade. Um, and I think he'll be undervalued in the Clippers because there are already so many scores, so many players that do what he does. So what's, what's his value going to be in the Clippers? So my thing is about that trade, John, I think they, they said they're trying to upgrade the position. Well, clearly you didn't upgrade the position. You got nothing out of it. Let's, let's get that straight, right? I feel like you made your team a little bit worse, which is kind of crazy to me unless they have a plan in like – in the offseason, but what does that matter? Because now the championship is the goal. You know what I'm saying? But also, I think the reason why they did trade him is because it's internal, meaning inside the organization. I think there's problems between Jamal Murray and him and probably other teammates. Because let's be honest with you, I don't like to judge people because I hate getting judged too. But like the narrative of Sean Highland and Bones Highland, whatever you want to call him, he has that – I'm not even going to use that word. Like he thinks he's about it. You feel what I'm saying? And so – the, the, the Denver Nuggets organization, John, don't you just look at them and be like, they're just so like, you get to work, you you win games. If you don't, like, get out. You know, like, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to, I'm trying like, to get like, at. Like, are you, you saying know? like they're a little bit like, like like a Spurs situation where they're like, bro, we don't yeah, want like, nobody coming about that life. Like, yeah, we just yeah. want Tim Duncan's, Mono Ginobili's, and Tony Parker. Like that? Just okay. win. That's it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I totally understand. I mean, it, it makes sense. Just looking at it, it makes sense that it could be eternal because if you look at play-wise and production-wise, it makes zero sense from the Nuggets' yeah. point of view. But, all right, uh, let's go. Let's keep it pushing to the next one between Thunder and Suns. The Suns received Darius Baisley. Good pickup, man. It's a sleeper. And the Thunder received Dario Sarjic and a second-round pick. Darius Baisley, underrated pickup, bro. Underrated pickup. He's just been on a team where he hasn't had a chance. 
you know what's crazy? He's from he's he's where I'm from. Go ahead, represent where I, where where I stay at. He, okay. he used to he used to be here from there, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping Dario Sarge get Barnell and come to Miami, but that's about it. Hey, you you used to be teaching Darius Bailey, like a little little in between, little twin twin, or a little side step. Yeah, he's like lefty. That. He's lefty, man. That lefty dude, he lefty. Nice. I'm not gonna lie. All right, let's keep it pushing. Another three team trade. Uh, the Pistons received James Wiseman from the Warriors. Big one. The Hawks received Sadiq Bay from the Pistons, and the Warriors received Kevin Knox from the Pistons and a second round pick from the Hawks. Look, bro, I was just talking about this with some with one of my homies. I was saying. I like Wiseman. And you know, you know what I say. I say Wiseman has the potential to be the next AD if people, you know, give him that chance, give him that, uh, give him the ball, let him, let him work, work through his mistakes. But at the end of the day, man, we also know that you got to maximize that championship window, man. So if a player doesn't fit the timeline when you have a generational talent like Stephen Curry, like Clay, what you got to do, man, is you got to do what it takes and maybe you got to risk the future so that you can get a championship and I think this is exactly what they what they did in this move. I'm not gonna lie. When I first seen Lance Sadiq Bay, I was like, "Oh, that's scary. They should keep Sadiq Bay." But then they used it and flipped it. Um, hearing reports now that they're going after OG, but in the trade deadline is, is over now. But let me talk to me about your some of your thoughts with this, my brother. Yeah. So I mean, I if they got Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman, I would have been like, "Oh, Rob." But this, that, obviously that didn't happen. So they got a second round pick out of it. And to be honest with you guys, I don't think they really sold their future because Wiseman, I don't think, had any chance or any hope with the future of the Golden State Warriors future. You you still kept Moody, even though I think he should have been gone. But at the end of the day, you still got Kaminga, you still got Jordan Poole, and you still got Wiggins. So that's kind of your future. But there's going to be another trade that we're going to talk about in a few. And it, this is all going to make sense of why they did that trade. Because right now, if you just hear it, it's like, huh, why did they do that? But in a few, you're going to understand why. Exactly. So let's uh, let's keep it pushing. I, I didn't want to say too much because they, they don't understand. But all right. Um, next one is the, between the Hawks and the Rockets. Get Garrison Matthews to the Hawks. Bruno Fernando to the Hawks. Rockets. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Frank Tank, and Justin Holiday. I don't really got much to say. I think Justin Holiday is a nice wing, and I think Garrison Mar- Garrison Matthews is a shooter, but I don't think he gets any playing time in Atlanta. All right, next one. Clipper between the Clippers, Grizzlies, and Hawks. Uh, I mean, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Rockets. Clippers receive Eric Gordon from the Bucks. Three second round picks from the Grizzlies. Grizzlies receive uh, Luke Kennard. Rockets receive John Wall from the Clippers. Danny Green from the Grizzlies. And the rights to the Bucks pick in the 2023. Yeah, let me just go first, John, real quick. Man, listen. John Wall was talking crazy about the organization. He was going off about them, how he hated over there. And guess what? Now you're on that team. Now, I honestly don't think he ever goes back to Houston in the sense. I think he gets bought out or waved right off rip. But I tell you this, John Wall's career is over. I think he has one more opportunity, if that, John. I think joining the Clippers was a great chance, a great opportunity. He couldn't even last over there. And that team needed a point guard. And what they do? They went after a second-year player because John Wall just doesn't have it anymore. But uh, also, I do want to say this: um, what's the other? What's the, what's the other uh, things? I, I, I read it off. The the Clippers got Eric Gordon, three second-round picks oh. from the Grizzlies, and then Grizzlies got Luke Kennard. Rockets got John Wall, Danny Green. Okay, yeah. So Luke Kennard to Memphis. I mean, it's smooth. I don't think he's a great defender. He's a shooter. You did lose Danny Green, so I mean, I'll tell you this: Luke Kennard. 
is better than Danny Green right now in his career. Let's let's yeah, I honestly think, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe Luke Kennard helps them out, helps them out. The main thing they should have done was get rid of Dylan Brooks because he even the fans are booing him, John. Their own fans are booing Dylan Brooks right now. But that's not the point. The Clippers, on the other hand, they always go for it, man. I love Ballmer because no matter what, every trade deadline, he's always going to make a move. Eric Gordon is past his prime, but I still think he could be a valuable player, play for the Clippers younger um, when he was younger in his career, and I think he's going to produce off that bench. So I love the move for the Clippers because they're going all for it. Yep. Shout out to the Clippers. Definitely you know, trying to fill that timeline. Championship window. Next one between the Pelicans and Spurs. Pelicans received Josh Richardson. Spurs received Devontae Graham. And four second round picks, man. People throwing second round picks like told you, this like year. it's candy, like it's candy. Telling you, four. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. Pelicans get a, a nice swing in Josh Richardson. They they said they're going to keep him. I like it. They get more defense. A nice veteran that can shoot the three. Um, for the Spurs, they probably just did it for the capital. Let's be honest with you. Um, maybe Devonte Graham because he is a little bit younger stays with the Spurs, or maybe he gets by now. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, honestly, to be real, with you, I, I definitely do like Josh Richardson, but. My opinion, if I'm uh, Willie Green in the Pelicans organization, I'm even Devontae Graham over uh, over, uh, over Josh Richardson, to be honest with you. And, uh, I know that's just me. All right, another Laker one. Lakers, Lakers and Magic. Lakers receive Mo Mamba. And uh, uh, Magic receive Patrick Beverly, future second-round pick, and some cash consideration. Look, bro, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, it, it, I didn't really necessarily like uh, Patrick Beverly on the team at all times. He definitely brought pros. Like there were definitely some great things he brought, but sometimes his just doing too much and just thinking that he's too much of an offensive option, taking step back threes. And I'm like, yo, you need to relax. Like you're taking a step back three within the shot clock. You haven't even passed the ball passed the ball to LeBron or AD. Like chill out, dog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy he's gone because he won't be making those bad offensive uh, mistakes. And then sometimes he's just trying to do too much on defense. Uh, Patrick Beverly's washed, man. Uh, so. Happy to see him. I'm not happy to see him gone, but I'm happy to get a player like Mo. I think he'll get a lot of opportunity. We know what Anthony Davis do. Plays like a freaking first ballot Hall of Flamer for a month and then goes down for another month. Uh, so I'm happy to see Mo. Mo, Mo might be yep. getting a chance. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, there's a reason why you traded Thomas Bryant, and then they got a nice backup big for Anthony Davis. So I like it. I mean, I think it's a little bit overhyped. Um, I think Lakers fans a little bit. I'm not saying John in the sense, but I know a lot of Lakers fans are going crazy about it. Um, even my video that I just uploaded, John, I uploaded like four hours ago. It's already at like 15,000 views, bro. Like the Lakers, any content about the Lakers go absolutely crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but on the, on the court, let's be honest with you, John, there's a reason why Mo Bamba hasn't really reached the potential, hasn't played like up to the potential, um, up to the talent that we all thought he was. And now he's joining a Lakers team and I like the addition. Don't get me wrong. He's nice backup big, but we all know typically when people join the Lakers, they're not the same no more. So maybe this could help his career or maybe this is just gonna push his career down even more um but once again at least Obama gets out of Orlando because that team is garbage and Lakers have a chance to be in playoffs and he will be there too all right my boy next one between the Clippers and the Hornets uh the Clippers receive Mason Plumley, and the Hornets receive Reggie Jackson in 2028 second round pick listen this one was interesting to me because I know a lot of people do not talk about Mason Plumley and the Charlotte Hornets. But, John, Mason Plumley has been playing a lot better lately. A lot better. Um, I Honestly, and it, it's, it's interesting because look at John. 
He's averaging 12.2 points a game and 10 rebounds, shooting 67% from the field. And I just want to say this, in his last 11 games, Sean, 25 points and 11 rebounds, 18 points, 17 points, 21 points, 10 points, 14 points, 16 points, 7 for 7, 13 points, 10, 10. Like, he's doing his thing. But I like to say about the Charlotte Hornets, they're empty stats to me personally. But the the, the Clippers are like, now we got to back up big or we got another big body on our team to back off Zubas because they don't really have much bigs over there. So I like it. Um, clearly they 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 they're comfortable with Eric Gordon and Deshaun Highland being their ball handlers. And hey, maybe they let go of Reggie Jackson because they know Red Russell Westbrook might get bought out and they might want to add him because Paul George is recruiting. At the end of the day, he's uh the GM, uh I forgot his name already, but he's gonna be active no matter what. File market, trade market, he's always gonna be active. Bomber. Obama, okay, yeah, Bomber. Yep, yep. Um, I, I was going to mention exactly that. Mason Plumley, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people make fun of him. I know he switched to the left-handed free throw and all this and all that. But look, man, I, if he, I know that he's on the Hornets, so I know that they could be like empty stats. But from his season averages, he's averaging 12 points and 9.7 rebounds. If you round up, that's 10. He's averaging a double-double. And now you're, yep. you know, the Clippers are adding – Clippers are already a championship contending roster are adding a, basically somebody that was averaging a double-double to their bench or took yep. him off. Presume, come on, that's a great one. career year too for him. Everything is a career year for him. Points and rebounds and field goal percentage. So, and all right, my boy. Last one right here of the day: the Warriors bring back GP two in a trade. Warriors receive GP two. Blazers receive five second round picks. I'm telling you, these second round picks worth a lot. I know. I tell you this: next trade deadline, everybody's gonna start be like, "Yo, I need second round picks, second round picks," because now. A lot of teams are, like, trading them for good players. But now this is going to make sense to you of what the Warriors did earlier in the day. They traded Wiseman. They didn't get really nothing but much back with a second-round pick. But that second-round pick played parts to get Gary Payton. It's crazy to me because Gary Payton left because he wanted more money and the Warriors just couldn't afford him. But Gary Payton was a very important piece of why the Warriors won an NBA championship. Does a lot of little things to help his team win. And honestly – Ever since he came back from injury, he hasn't really looked the same, but I'm pretty sure he's happy that he's back in the Bay with his boys. But not only that, John, he still has the same contract. So he got paid from another team, but he's still going to be – he's going to be paying for the – I think – doesn't it carry over to the Warriors yeah, now? They have to pay him? to the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, so now he's like, Warriors pay me. I want to be here anyways. I'm happy. What can I complain about? You know what I'm saying? Not. And yeah, another he thing too, here too, bro. He grew up out here. Another thing, too, is is Portland selling or are, are they trying to make their roster better? Because let's be honest with you. They got Batiste Thibel and they got Cam Reddish, but they did a lot of dumb trades. They gave up a first-round pick for Cam Reddish, John. But the, the man who was literally, like, I'm watching him getting DNPs on the Knicks. Yeah. They gave him a first-round pick. That's wild. And, um, look, yeah, we don't like how you said, we don't want to make this video too long so that we, you know, we can get this up and out and everything. But I just want to say this, man. At the end of the day, I, I get it. You know, you do what you can to maximize your championship window. But I just want to touch on this really quick. The Warriors technically gave up five second-round picks for James Wiseman. In 2020, he was a second-round no, – he was a second pick. First round, yep. second freaking pick. That's supposed to be your franchise guy. <laughs> That's supposed to be your guy. And yep. they just gave up second, five second-round picks for him. That's wild. Let's just be honest. We're going to end it right here. The second pick was probably worse for them at that time because let's be honest with you. If they take LaMelo, not doing well. And James Wiseman just wasn't being well either way. So, Wow. All right. All right, y'all. We out of here.